Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Lena. And welcome to the Bittersweet Podcast. Yes, welcome. I think I started last week, so... Oh no, is it me first? Oh! Should I start with happy or sad? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's... I'm gonna start with this one. So, I found this article on NPR, which I love NPR. NPR? Yes. Um, And it's about how smart horses are. So, like, yeah, it kind of goes into how a lot of people, or a lot of studies have shown, like, the cognitive abilities of, like, cats or dogs, but not really other social animals, such as horses, which turns out Mm -hmm. horses are extremely social. Did you know that? They're social or they're smart? They're social. Oh, wow. Which usually means smart, in our term, in human smartness, social, usually social animals like dolphins or, like, elephants and stuff, they tend to be, like the quote-unquote smart animals. What do you define as smart? Sorry. Okay, so I'll go into it. Well, this study, you know, in a study you have to define the definition, or you have to take what you want to study and make it into parameters that you can measure. Mm -hmm. So this particular one dealt with horses and their behaviors towards humans who were in an unknown or known state, or like they were in a knowing state or unknowing state, I guess is how they put it. And I'll describe what that okay. means. <laughs> so they would, the researchers would put like a carrot into a bucket and the horse would see it. And in the knowing state, the human would also see that. So it would be aware that there was like a carrot in the bucket. But for the humans that were in the unknowing state, they didn't know it was in there. So they wanted to see like the horse's behavior towards these people when the human was the one that didn't know if there was a carrot in the bucket yeah so not like, the, ho- the horse knows that there's a carrot in the bucket yes in all cases the horse knows that there's a carrot in the bucket okay but in half the cases the humans know and half they don't but obviously the uh, one for the humans know is the control that's not really what they're studying mm-hmm. you know because they want to compare um how the horses behave to humans who don't know versus you know just mm-hmm. to have a comparison between the two so, um, let's see. So this was at Kobe University? Kobe? I think it was in Japan. Oh, yeah. Like K-O-B-E? Yeah. It's Kobe, right? I, think, I feel like I it think is. so. Like, I'm thinking about their names, and it's like Hide, it's not like Hide. Mm-hmm. And like... So it's not Kobe. Right. It's not, yeah, and it's not Kobe either. Okay. Sorry, I have to find what exactly they said to get it um, right on. So it says the horses used visual and tactile signals in the with the uninformed humans than the informed humans caretakers they call them. Um, and the visual horses, and yeah, visual and tactile. And the horses increased how much they looked at, touched, and/or lightly pushed the ignorant caretaker to Aww. get them to realize where the food was hidden. Um, so they're trying to communicate to the caretaker, oh, there's a carrot in that bucket, you should look in it? Right. So it's like, obviously it shows that, um, the horses are thinking about how to get someone to do what they want them to do for something that they know, but the other person doesn't know. So it's like, kind of showing a smartness, but it's like, you know, in research you have to, because you're looking at fairly specific things. Yeah. The definition of smartness is kind of like... You can never really, you have to get a whole bunch of studies 
to, in order to ca- kind of characterize that. So um, this is their way of measuring the smartness right. of a horse. Yeah. And they compare it to dogs, and it says that dogs didn't do what the horses did. What? Um, but you have, yeah. So they didn't look at, touch, or push their caretakers. Instead, the dogs alternated their gaze between the uninformed human experimenter and the hidden food's location. So the dog, so the dog would to... go like, sorry, I'm gesturing. <laughs> and I'm like looking from Rachel to like where the potential food is, which in this case, I guess is the... A door. Yeah. <laughs> food might come um, in through that door at some point. So, it, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I feel like this doesn't really measure smartness, though. Yeah, that is true. It measures, like, a dog normally wouldn't tell you think like, try to tell you about mm-hmm. something you didn't know about, but a horse would. Like, I just feel like horses don't spend as much time around humans as a mm. dog. Well, like, a dog is, like, constantly with you. Okay, maybe not constantly, but, like, they're with you more often than you would be with a horse, right? And so, like, the horse maybe is thinking that the caretaker is going to feed them that carrot. And it's like, hey, can you, like, give me that carrot? But, a Wait, so for the dog, was it also a carrot in a bucket? I don't or think was it, it was a different... carrot. Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay. That would be interesting. Yeah. I'd be like, isn't that cool that that carrot that I don't eat is there? <laughs> Actually, dogs can eat carrots, right? Just not chocolate. I don't think they think it's appetizing, though. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Confounding variables. Yeah, but they talk about why the dogs might have used that, like, the head gesturing, I guess, because mm-hmm. they talk about how they have a different evolutionary history um, in which they herd, hunt, you know, service, rescue animals, mm-hmm. um, which causes them to have more effective communication with humans. They said it was more effective? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they also kind of talk about how you can't compare... Between different animals. But then they go on to say it's more effective. I know, right? It's like, why do you bring that up? But yeah. So. Well, that's really neat. I never really thought about the way that horses communicate with mm-hmm. humans. But I guess it happens. It definitely does happen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, I thought it was interesting how people don't really think of horses as... Actually, I think a lot of people think horses are stupid. <laughs> but I think that's just... I feel like the stupid... Um, like the way that we humans describe them who aren't researchers, I think it probably comes from the fact that they're like prey animals and they kind of startle easily. Mm-hmm. So when they like are acting weird, it probably comes across as like, why are you doing that? You know, <laughs> but they're just fleeing for their lives or something. They're like, please don't eat me. <laughs> yeah, whereas dogs and cats come from uh, more predatory mm-hmm. animals, which I think sure. we're kind of more predatory than prey. Humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humans. And so we might understand dogs and cats better than horses. Dogs. That's just my opinion. So relatable. Right? Hmm. Why are dogs always happy? What? Are they always happy? I've they seen are, some right? dogs with like really droopy faces, so I don't know if they're happy or unhappy, but or if they just, just look like that. Like, there are those humans who are happy, but uh-huh. on the outside, they look sad, like me. <laughs> I'm getting real deep here. <sighs> I don't always, I don't look sad. I just, I'm very neutral, I guess, <laughs> in face. Um, but yeah, I thought the article was interesting. I actually like horses. I don't very much like actual human horse contact experience, but I, I just like the way they look. 
You like the, they're pretty. the look of the horse. Yeah. Have you ever tried one of those horse masks that you like oh, the plastic God. ones like the that meme go on your head? Horses. Yeah. yeah. No. That's just weird. It's a whole nother level <laughs> of horse human thing. communication. <laughs> yeah. I do think like when animals see like horse masks or something, do you think they even notice that they look like that? I don't think so. I don't think they yeah. Do like the rest of the body is just too different. Mm-hmm. I wonder how good horses' eyesight are. Like, can they see your face? Mm, I bet they can, but they have, like, the whole prey thing where their eyes are to the side. Yeah. So they can't see, like, right in front of them. I wonder what that looks like. I kind of want to try it. Oh, you want to? Yeah, that'd be super cool. That like, you probably could. Like, make put mirrors in front of my face and then just Oh, have I was thinking, like, have side. a doctor, oh. like, take your eyes out and just have one. <laughs> it's much more invasive <laughs> and a lot more permanent. Then you would really know. <laughs> Do it for real. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Did you hear about the, like, uh, going back to animal human communication, like, how they taught, was it, like, a gorilla to sign? Mm-hmm. To use sign language? Yeah. So I just think that's so cool. What was it like? The Jane Goodall, uh, Jane Goodall was the one that went like into the forest. Oh, is that not the same one? Who I don't think it? so. Was her, wasn't it Coco or something? I, maybe that I think the familiar. ape's name was Coco, and they and it learned like a lot of words and could yeah. communicate with humans. Yeah, imagine if we could communicate with more animals with language. Mm-hmm. I think it. That would be cool, but I just don't know if they have, I don't know if they can form, like, sentences. Just, like, a jumble of thoughts. Right, I think. like, understand this. Right. I think they also might have raised her from when she was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. They raised her since she was, like, a baby. Yeah. So, she grew up with sign language, which Mm -hmm. would be hard to do, and that's so unnatural. No ape in the wild would be growing up isolated like that yeah and also i was thinking about dolphins and it's so like it's hard to tell with them because they don't have hands or like any way to like that we can Mm -hmm. communicate or at least it's a lot harder and we don't know how smart they actually are they could maybe they could understand like there there was another podcast i don't remember if it was like invisibilia or radio lab but they did a whole episode on human dolphin communication mm. there's a lady that lived with oh i know this story right i heard that yeah. yes and she it was a little horrifying whistle. yeah i don't think i could spend months living in a wet room yeah her like apartment was like half filled with water yeah. isn't that crazy i can't imagine like writing the grant for that i mean like <laughs> so we're going to have a room <laughs> Where the participant lives, in which it's half filled with water. And a dolphin will be the co Right, and the dolphin is your roommate. Like, it doesn't even make... I feel like that wouldn't fly today for a number of reasons. Oh my gosh. Trying like, to get they would definitely not house a dolphin. Like, that wouldn't happen today, right? Would it? I don't know how recent this was. This was, like... It had to be in, like, the 70s or something. I bet I, I, I it did not touch the nineties. Okay. I I really okay. don't think a it lot touched has the eighties. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go with seventies. <laughs> then again, she kind of didn't sound that old. She so didn't. Like, oh, she sounded pretty young. The, oh, it, oh, I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't like a seventy year old. But it gets really creepy, like it the does. story. It and, it did. There was yeah. like that one, but I think you know 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like the when you think of the story, like anyone who knows the story, yeah. like thinks of that. <laughs> okay, people who are listening Go are listen so to annoyed though because we're not saying what it is, but it's like this is a PG podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll link you to the episode if you want to hear more about yeah dolphin communication. Me. Yeah, or that story in particular. Yeah, the, it was good. The though. annoying thing is though, they couldn't get any like data from it. They couldn't. It's just one subject, and it's mm-hmm. all like. But I mean, like even if it wasn't like you. E- like, they can't get anything from it because it's not ethically, like, that sound. Bad. Like, none of... Yeah, I don't think any of the data was, like, actually I used. Mean, what data did they get? I mean, they got, like, the dolphin's response to, like, different Right. Because, like, remember, talking. she would talk to it, yeah. and then it would repeat what she said. Yeah. So she would be, like, hi, and it would go, like... It would whistle hi. So it would, it would like, try to replicate what she was saying. And, mm-hmm. like, I think to some extent it was probably able... To make some connections, but I don't know if it was, if it really was able to have, like, a full, like, question-answer type of thing. Yeah. Like, basic sentence, sentence formation conversation. I think it's more like the level of a parrot repeating back words. Right, yeah. Because I think she also fed it food, you know, yeah. when it did yeah. that, or rewarded it. Um, but let's just say she does something with the dolphin. That is okay, you questionable. Make the, you make this sound... Well, I say this sound yeah. worse. Yeah, it's it not that bad. <laughs> Should we just say it? No, I think it's good. Let's just move on. Okay, we're just going to switch. <laughs> Alright, it's your turn, Rachel. Keep the listeners in suspense. We can't give them everything. <laughs> okay, I'll start with the happy one, since... Darn it, now you can see the the sad one. Okay, just don't look oh, at this. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, okay, no, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'll just look away. I pulled up my notes on my computer, and it's right in front of Lena. <laughs> but, okay, my happy story. Oh, no, this is my sad story. Sorry, my bad. Oh, my god, <laughs> I was so excited for the happy <laughs> Happy and sad are very confusing feelings. Um, it's that the U.S. has listed its first species, specifically bumblebee species, as mm. endangered. <gasps> right? No. Endangered bumblebees. I mean, we kind of knew that was gonna... Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not the first bee that has been listed as endangered, but it's the first bumblebee that's been listed as endangered. Oh, what is that difference? Um, Aren't bumblebees, like, furrier? Yeah, I think they're larger. Yeah. Or, like, rounder, cuter. They have have specific, like, different... What is it? Anatomical. Oh, God, we want to be doctors. (laughs) There are clear differences between bumblebees and other types of bees. We just don't know what they are. (laughs) Um, but it was the rusty patched bumblebee, Bombus Affinity. Isn't that a great name? Bombus Affinity is the best. We should have yeah. named this podcast Bombus, Bombus Affinity. Affinity. <laughs> Wait, is it Affinity or is it Infinity? No, Affinity. Okay. Yeah, yeah not if Infinity. If it was Infinity, and that would be that great, would be, too. That would be really cool. Like, it would be a huge bumblebee, Bombus Affinity. <laughs> Bombus is such a great name for a bumblebee <laughs> species. It's like based off of Latin names, right? Yeah, probably. Hmm. Yeah, sounds kind of like bombus bombus. means. We should look it up after. Yeah, we should. Let's turn this into a language podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is the bombus episode. Yeah, I can look it up while you. Okay, well, I continue talking. Okay. 
So the rusty patched bumblebee population has dropped 90% since the late 1990s. So that's Mm -hmm. like, what, 26 years? Oh, not even. Like, less than 26 years. It's dropped 90%. That's awful. That's so crazy. Okay, Bombus means bumblebee. That's a great name. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's very accurate. They have bumblebees, and I don't know why that surprised (laughs) me. So I took Latin in uh, high school, like, one year. And basically, we would ask her questions like, how do you say airplane? Their airplanes didn't exist, you know, like back in, like, ancient times, <laughs> ancient make Rome. it up? No, she was just like, that word is not oh, So when I saw that bombus meant bumblebee in Latin, I was like, they didn't have bumblebees back then. I was like, wait. <laughs> no, what do you mean? Bumblebees are newly evolved animals. Okay. Um, so, even though... It can take a few years to get onto the endangered list. President Obama, before he leaves office, he made making the rusty patched bumblebee on the endangered species list a priority for his administration. So, in quote, a fury of last minute efforts to protect the environment and preserve Obama's legacy on climate change, unquote, they finally pushed through with this legislation and got the bumblebee onto the endangered species list Hmm. so yeah it's actually like a really serious decision because it comes with like a lot of regulations doesn't it and it's like easier to get funding for helping endangered species than it would be to get funding for like regular unendangered species but um yeah like the role of bumblebees in our environment just is really so yeah it's so significant like Mm -hmm. without bumblebees there's so much that we couldn't that we wouldn't have. Yeah. Like, bumblebees pollinate, it says, one-third of all U.S. crops. So just imagine, like, a third of the food from the U.S. just yeah. disappearing. And then, um, so they're trying to set up a recovery plan for these uh, rusty, r- rusty patched bumblebees and help it to come back in full force. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I like bees. I did a report in uh, biology in high school about bees, bumblebees. Bumblebees? Yeah. It was actually... No. (laughs) Wasps don't do anything, right? Okay, they're probably some (laughs) micro-importance. They sting people. Yeah, they cause people pain. But um, the report was like... (laughs) Back then it was on, like, what's in a cell. And so she wanted us to, like, give a metaphor for all the parts of the cell. So like I would, so in my presentation I used bumblebees or bees in general and I was like the hive is like the membrane. Oh, yeah. I see how you did it. Wow. And the nucleus is the queen bee. Like I was oh. just making up stuff. <laughs> yeah, she really liked it. I got a pretty good grade. Oh yay! Mm-hmm. And bumblebees are really neat. The, the black they are and yellow. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I remember, like, a few years ago, there was a story in, about, like, a town in China mm-hmm. where their bumblebees, like, actually all left. Like, they didn't no. have enough of them to pollinate the crops. So they have to go through by hand. Oh, my god! Like, well, like, someone has job now, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so labor-intensive. This is something we take for granted. Just, like, yeah, nature's going to do this so work. That's so true. We do. Yeah, what about wind? Can they just blow fans? <laughs> just all across the Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But no, they have to use, like, they have to go by hand, take a paintbrush, they collect the, right, what yeah. is it, the pollen mm-hmm. from the stamen, and mm-hmm. then they go back and brush it onto flowers. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of sad. 
but this is kind of related, but not really, but you know the cars that drive themselves? Yeah. The self-driving cars, yes. No, yeah, like the Tesla, isn't it Tesla? Oh, the electric car? Yeah, electric cars, or self-driving electric cars. Uh-huh. And um, they were talking about the concerns about having those a lot is that um, <clears throat> they wouldn't have as many accidents, and so... That's because, concern. Well, get this. Because they get the majority of organ, like organ, quote-unquote, oh. donations from car people who have gone through car accidents, um, if you have self-driving cars, it would decrease the amount of crashes, which would mean a shortage in organ, organ availability. That sounds terrible. Isn't that insane? Also, like, that's true. Yeah. I think the... I just I don't want to like hold this exactly, but I think it was like a third of all like organs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. But you could also argue that the like saving or stopping all these crashes would save more people. Than, so they wouldn't. But you don't really know. You have to. Right. Uh, exactly. Yes. Well. I think we can find, like, with science, there are other ways we can get organ donations. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll be able to make That's true. organs. We are doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, what was it? In Europe, it was something like, you're automatically considered an organ donor unless you request mm. that you don't be right. an organ donor. So it's like the That's opposite it of what be. it is in the U.S. You don't need those organs in the U.S. <laughs> I don't need them now. Just take them. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's my story. Alright, I'm gonna go with my quote-unquote sad story, but... It's not too sad? It's not too sad. Okay. today. So, the health effects of marijuana use... Oh! ...has gotten a little bit more defined, I guess you could say. Um, Apparently this, like, large study came out detailing a lot of the consequences and health risks from using marijuana, and I just wanted to go through some of the health risks. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, a lot of times marijuana people, or like, I mean, I kind of agree to some extent, they're like, oh, it's not as bad as normal drugs, which is true, but it's still something that you smoke and put in your lungs, and, yeah, you know. chemicals you're putting into your body. There's a risk associated with every drug. Or there's a risk associated with everything. With any hobby, yeah. yeah, that you do. Um, so, I feel like a lot of times people aren't sure about what the health risks are, and I just wanted to talk yeah. about it a little bit. Especially being on a college campus. Yeah. They're all very, um, all of the risks are very kind of intuitive. But the first one is cancer. So when you, you know, inhale something into your lungs that shouldn't normally be there. <laughs> so um, just air. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, uh, like, particles or things inside of marijuana or inside of whatever it's wrapped around or whatever you're doing that um, is solid matter going into your lungs, and so that has a lot or a chance, or it increases your chance of having cancer such as lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So this kind of talks about lung, head, and neck cancers are the most common with um, smoking marijuana. Head cancer. Oh. I know, I, right? I, the lung part made sense, and mm-hmm. the head and neck part. I think, I, like, I mouth, like, happens, oral yeah. cancer, um, it could be, yeah, anything, but. Well, also, cancer, number one. <laughs> right. And also, heart attack and stroke. Mm. Um, Why that? Just, like, your heart is working more? I'm not sure. 
feel like heart attack and stroke are very common, like, potential risks for many activities. That's very true. I don't know. I wonder if there's, like, like, experimental evidence for that, or if it's just... Like a trend that they saw. correlation, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Second thing is asthma and um, respiratory problems, which obviously makes sense. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, Another interesting one is mental health problems. Mm. So it says it might increase the risk of developing schizophrenia and other social anxiety disorders, which I have heard that marijuana makes you, like, paranoid a little bit. Yeah. I know that paranoia and schizophrenia and anxiety are kind of closely related. Right. Yeah. Um, I wonder how big this study was, because, I don't know, but isn't schizophrenia one of the diseases that progresses over time? I think so. I wonder if, like, this study was done over a long period of time, so they were able to see the different diseases that came up. Like, cancer, you wouldn't get it right away either. Like, you'd have to wait a few years. Right, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, Another obvious one is substance abuse disorders. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think, and they're concerned about this with uh, vaping too, um, that that will bridge some people into using tobacco or into using other drugs. So like the idea of like a gateway type of thing. Um, But actually, in health psych we talked about that, and they haven't really seen a correlation with that with vaping. Um, Usually people who use e-cigarettes Go or either smoker like current smokers or they're smokers trying to quit. Um, yeah, I heard that too. It was they were saying it wasn't people who weren't going to smoke originally, right. but saw vaping was an option yeah. and chose that instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was always like people who had previously smoked exactly. And were trying to yeah, off of that. But I can see how marijuana might not be that case because I just feel like marijuana is closer tied to cigarette use than vape. Maybe I'm incorrect about that. I feel like the reason why people smoke marijuana is different from the reason why you would vape. It's, like, more similar to why you might smoke a cigarette. What is the reason people would vape? I don't understand. It's not like they get anything from it. I don't think it has nicotine. Well, it does have nicotine in it. Some of them do. I think you can choose, like, non-nicotine or nicotine-free But why would you do it just for... I guess nicotine does kind of give you a... You can get addicted to nicotine. (laughs) What is the part that makes you, like de-stress though like as far as cigarettes is it the nicotine it is right because that's like the active drug in it yeah so maybe like you just didn't have a hit in a while or not a hit but you hadn't hadn't smoked in a while (laughs) and so you were like feeling i guess the effects of not having the drug in your system and so smoking helps to relieve that yeah i don't know i'm not sure but it says um so they're more likely to have abuse problems with alcohol, tobacco, and illicit drugs. Mm. So it kind of mm. like builds a dependency type of thing, I guess. I think it'll to be to some extent. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting to see how this like continues to build as more states legalize marijuana right. for yeah. recreational use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the current? Who are the current states who have it legalized? California. Is it only California? Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> what else do I have to see? Connecticut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know those if Connecticut three are legalized. Pro- like, I would be convinced with those three. <laughs> Connecticut is, like, pretty progressive. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some other state up in the northeast, but... Yeah. And then the last oh. one is injury or death. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it increases your risk of being involved in a motor vehicle accident. Mm -hmm. These are very... These are pretty intuitive, yeah. Yeah, they are pretty intuitive. Yeah. Are there any that you thought would be on here but didn't show up? Hmm. I'm going to turn it back on you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like all the obvious ones are there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else would. I didn't really think of any of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if you had one. <laughs> I love you being interviewed today, so you're like, so what do you think about that, Lena? <laughs> Switching around. It's funny because it has, like, a list of health risk, and then it's, like, benefit, pain relief. <laughs> <laughs> And fun! What about fun? Yeah, recreation. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Yeah, I, but they didn't confirm, like, the medical Social effects. bonding. Yeah, that's true. They didn't... Oh, wait, yeah. what? They didn't confirm any of those? Yeah, I thought, like, the studies that scientists have done aren't conclusive. Yeah. Like, people don't know what to use medical marijuana for, like, specifically to treat, mm. and, like, in what dosage, and, like, whether or not it's actually effective. It says it... In this article, it can improve, um, for adults who go through chemotherapy, um, it can reduce nausea and vomiting. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I heard that. There's a certain reduction in pain. Um, I think it also helps adults with muscle spasms mm -hmm. related to multiple sclerosis. That's what these list. Pain relief can be really hard to find, especially with, like, people with, um, like, terminal pain. Right. Problems. There's a specific word for it, but I cannot think of it. What, chronic? Yeah, chronic pain <laughs> diseases. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, no, it, it can be really hard to find relief from that, so, like, if mar mm -hmm. medical marijuana is a good way to address the issue, then maybe it's, like, worth looking into for more research. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting how marijuana use is starting to overcome, like, cigarette use. Is or it? by I that I mean, like, more people are starting to smoke marijuana and smoke oh. cigarettes. Maybe it'll yeah. become the new cigarette. Like, Maybe. you're walking down the street, and instead of seeing someone smoking, like, a cigarette, they're smoking a joint. And it's yeah, but then you can't have, like, marijuana, like, work breaks. <laughs> because <laughs> that just, uh... Because, like, you know, they still they still have to some extent. No, they don't. Do they cigarette breaks or work? Or they just I'm sure do they do. It. Yeah, I think they just do it. Mm. But, yeah, that'd be really funny. Your breaks would be a lot longer then. Yeah. yeah. Your production would go down. <laughs> Everyone's production would just go hey, down. Hey, maybe it'll blow up. Who knows? I wonder Who why knows? humans... I feel like... Okay, I will say I think it is very natural in order for... Or that animals use substances to, like, alter how they feel mm -hmm. because there are like examples of animals doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like there's like that one monkey that like sucks on like centipede poison. Oh wait, I did not hear about yeah, this. Yeah, there's this like centipede that like secretes poison and this monkey like licks it and gets like high. And then oh, he gets my like gosh. psychedelic and stuff. And then oh, there's so always like animals who eat like fermented um, fruits and get drunk. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. I heard that was aspirin was not, was it aspirin? I don't remember. There's, like, some drug that comes from, like, the bark of a tree. Mm -hmm. And the animals seem eating it. And mm -hmm. humans are like, let's try it. Right. And it turned out to be a, like, a pretty pain. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Wait, I had one more thing I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. It's also interesting that, like, well, this article kind of complains about if you legalize it, you might be normalizing smoking or normalizing recreational drug use. Oh, I remember that was something else. Okay. Did you know marijuana was... That's why I wanted oh, to... You were yeah. like, oh, oh, you I wanted to, like, keep time. going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to see if it jogged your memory. Yeah, it did, actually. Wow, Yay. good job, Lita. Um, no, it was... Did you know marijuana is in the same, like, category of, like, substance as cocaine? Mm. According to the federal government, it's, like, a type 1 substance or something. Oh. So it's, like, supp- like states right now have been choosing to allow for recreational use mm-hmm. but if the government decides like oh we want to like arrest everyone it's like i'm pretty sure they have that yeah. authority mm-hmm. just because of its classification yeah yeah marijuana is very interesting it is it's like a drug but like it's starting to lose drug connotation and it's also interesting that like we like to divide prescription drugs Drug use from mm-hmm. recreational drug use, but I feel like marijuana and then the opioid thing are kind of like blurring where that line is. Where marijuana is kind of coming over to the, or I guess not prescription, but there are medical um, benefits to using marijuana, whereas the opioid thing is like, and there are issues with you know having <laughs> yeah. prescription. So I I was just trying to think of another example of something that would also be used as recreation and as like a medicinal treatment but nothing really comes to mind it's true maybe unless alcohol is used for maybe like yoga as a medicine uh, to some extent yeah. but yoga is generally all positive like, oh what, you, i was like thinking of things negative. like yeah with the, the negative like, side effects chocolate no, i'm kidding i don't know <laughs> Well, you might get have an increased chance of what was that heart disease and stroke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, chocolate's great though. They did prove that uh, red wine decreases like um, your chances of having like cardio issues. They did or didn't? They did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in moderate amount. Similarly, like aspirin as a blood thinner, I guess Mm -hmm. you can take like one small aspirin. I wouldn't call that recreational use, though. <laughs> Can anyone get, like, high off... Does anyone, like, recreationally use aspirin? I feel like a lot of people do take medicines when I, like, definitely wouldn't. Like, a lot of people are quicker to, to medicate some, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Self-medication. I wonder mm-hmm. how big of an issue that is. Oh, I'm sure. It's huge. Because my, my global health teacher, she's from Canada, and she was talking about how... In Canada, like, people aren't on prescription drugs as much as they are here, or, like, any drug at all. Mm -hmm. But I think she worked in some hospital or clinic setting, and she had to ask, like, what drugs are you taking? Everyone was on drugs. Like, she was, like, even children. Like, just, like, basically every person that she asked that question to was on some form of drug or medication. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is. I wonder what's happening. I'm not on any drugs or medications. Drugs haven't even. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. If anyone ever asks, awesome to know that. Yeah. If anyone asks, if you like, have a heart attack in the next ten minutes, mm-hmm. I can let the paramedics know. My dentist always asks me. She's like, "Are you on any medications?" I'm like, nope. <laughs> I actually suck at taking pills. I can't take pills. Just because of the size. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, my sister likes to cut them up. Yeah, I, I have to cut them up. Did you know there are like specific 
machines you mm-hmm. can get. What? Yeah, do pill cutters. Yeah. yeah. What do you do with the ones that are like wood inside? Suffer. <laughs> or I just don't do it, which is bad because it's you, not following. What happened? Can you like dissolve it into hot water or something? But then, then it tastes it? awful. Yeah. And yeah. then sometimes you mess up the stuff in there. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah you might like boil it. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Doesn't work later. anymore. <laughs> I suffered for nothing. Yeah. But when I had um, my wisdom teeth taken out, I had to take like the capsule thing, and I just couldn't because oh, the no. capsule was so big, and it was like soft. And I would try, like, multiple times, and it would get soggy, and it would, like, fall apart. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. forget this. <laughs> Too hard. I'd rather suffer through this Yeah, I literally would just rather teeth. just suffer through it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I usually do the drink water first, and then put the pills in. A lot mm-hmm. of people do, like, the pills, and then drink water. Yeah. But I don't like the feeling of, like, the put pill it, like, on my tongue. There. Yeah. So That's I good. Okay, I'm gonna start first. using that now. And then it just kind of drops in. But sometimes it backfires and like the pill like goes down my throat and I'm just like choking oh no <laughs> choking yeah. on a pill but usually it works pretty well I mean, just wish they made them smaller like they could make them smaller right they can make them gummies right like why why not you know I think it's psychology I think people if a just person keep takes a them? gummy no I think you know a gummy oh, doesn't look like a yeah <laughs> <laughs> throw back to episode yeah. one <laughs> From like, humble beginnings. Yeah, because when people see a gummy, they don't associate that with healing. They associate that with just, like, food or, like, a treat. And it yeah. might not heal as much. So I think they're just trying to go for the look. I'm serious. Maybe. I think it's a conspiracy. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But if it was a gummy, maybe people would eat it more regularly. You know, some people just don't take it. I would, pills, yeah. Right? Or if it was liquid or, like, just something, you know. If they added, like, sugar, like, it was, like, half sugar. So, you know, that doesn't help. I guess it would still be large. <laughs> Everyone's gonna get diabetes. <laughs> I just think people like the idea of a pill. Like, pills seem like they work, you know. Because mm. you don't chew them. It's just, like, inserted. That's true. Like, there's a lot of symbolism with yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a bullet. Mm-hmm. Like a magic bullet that just yeah. gets rid of your disease. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. Should we move on to the next article? I kind of see that. Because I know what her- that word means. Yeah, it is very large. Huh? It's like... Size 50 text. It is. <laughs> Pop like, means bridge. A bridge. Oh, wow, can you guess what this is going to be about? Or you yeah. could just read it out I loud. could read yeah. it. Paris to sell Pont de Desartes. You have to do like the S because it's in front of a flower. Desartes love locks. To raise money for refugees. Yeah. They're selling them? Yeah. <laughs> how you read it and then you You know how, it. like, when you're reading out loud you, and you keep, you're, like, in class and you're reading, like, I have no idea what I just yep. said. You have to go back and, like, skim what you just out. read. Yeah, so, no, they're selling a whole, well, if you didn't catch what Lena just read to you in, in lovely French, <laughs> um, they, they're taking off <clears throat> the love locks that couples leave on, like, the famous bridges like famous landmarks in paris and they're selling them to raise money for refugees so in 2015 paris decided to stop tourists from continuing to put locks onto these landmarks and uh they collected a whole 65 tons of these metal locks yeah so apparently there's an issue before they even oh, yeah. decided. Yeah. Like, if you even think oh. about it, it doesn't make logical sense. <laughs> but so there's a river. I feel like there's a main river in, like, every huge city. But yeah. the river in Paris is called the Seine. I knew that. Yeah. And so it has a bunch of bridges. Um, many of them, actually. 
So there's actually numerous bridges that have these locks on them, and it's like, not like a ritual, but it's like a thing that no people more. do. They're, the locks aren't there anymore. Sorry. Oh, they so they're like but yeah, they're like gone. gone. They're oh just gone wow! Now. Yeah, I feel special. I was there when they were there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't put anything on it. But like, so the tradition is, you would put the lock there with someone that you're romantically involved with, and you would throw the key into the river. Now that automatically should raise flags <laughs> because you you're throwing keys into a river, you know? Is there like a just a huge pile of Yeah, keys? and people have wow. to go down there and clean that up. What? And then the bridge gets like heavy with all the locks. Yes, that is exactly what I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, no, the bridge continue. gets heavy and like it messes up whatever bridge dynamics yeah. is going on. So it's actually a real issue. Yeah, it really is. It, like, disrupts... Yeah, you just said. <laughs> it weighs <laughs> down the bridge to the point of endangering its structure. Right. And so, city workers remove the blocks, an estimated one million of them. And the bridge sighed in relief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the bridges immediately spring <gasps> back up. There's an arch and everything now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then they also removed uh, more locks from the Ponte... I can't read this. Desart? Oh, wait, no, what? This one. They... Oh, God. Yeah, that has more accents than... Okay, those. that's like... L'Archeveche? Wow. L'Archeveche? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, is that a particular bridge? Yeah, it's another bridge. So oh. I think there are, like, multiple bridges that people would put these locks on. So on two of these, they've removed them. So, yeah, when you go back to Paris again, you can check be gone. it out. Yeah, maybe. That's crazy. Maybe you could just put another on. And then I'll, yeah, I'll, like, find a French lover, and then we'll <laughs> just put it on there. Take a picture, bring it back for the podcast. Right. <laughs> um, no, don't throw the key. Can you, like, bring the key back? <laughs> I'll throw it in our river here. <laughs> the Chicago River. No one cares. It's blue anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Uh, after they remove these locks, now members of the public can buy five or ten of the locks or even, like, a whole cluster of them for an affordable price. Like, I don't know what you're going to do with these locks. I don't know how they remove them. They're pretty them. cool. I mean, if, if you think about it, though, think about a hundred years into the future, your grandchildren have these locks. But do you not, know how much that's going to cost? They're not even your locks. They're, like, yeah, some but think about, like, love think lock. about how, like... Crazy, like they would get bank off of that. They would go to like that show, like Antiques Roadshow or whatever, and be like, My great great grandmother bought these locks when they got because they're getting rid of these forever, and it's a thing that people have always done. You're I saving your great great grandchild, yeah, like you're giving them twenty thousand dollars. I don't, I don't think it'll become that big of a thing. But the thing is, like, how do you prove that the lock was Yeah. <laughs> you make, you have a factory in your garage. Maybe they use, locks. like, this, like, maybe the French officials use, like, a cutter, like, the same cutter, and then mm. you can, like, match the, and there's, like, yeah. the dude at Antiques Rocha that, like, matches the little it's, indentions. It's genuine. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> maybe they could carbon date it. Like, I don't know, the salt water in the sand. <laughs> I just don't know. When it's a river, it's not salty. <laughs> oh, uh, Lena, that salty. was just like a stream of consciousness. <laughs> I need to not do that anymore. You should go and buy all of these locks <laughs> I and have a monopoly to. on it. And then you can sell <sighs> for an exorbitant price in the future. Um, but yeah, so 
They're estimating that the funds that this will raise will be around 100,000 euro or wow. um, $107. No, $107,000. <laughs> $107. In US dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the locks will be melted and sold for scrap. So, great. So, so they're recycling. basically keeping the pretty ones. That's what I'm saying. They, oh, aren't, keep, they aren't keeping, like, the selling, dough, like... Oh, yeah. The or rusty selling. ones mm-hmm. are going to the pound, not the pound. To the, the pound. <laughs> to be put down, I guess. Oh, wait. So the sale is going to take place in early 2017. <gasps> I could do this! Yeah, you could! Oh, my God. They might still have them. Maybe they'll have a museum for these. You should let me know. For all those who don't... Who are confused. I yeah, might. See, I don't want to say. I know. But <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows. We have to remember secret. to clarify. But, like, I I don't want to say I am going. But, like, I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm applying to go study abroad in Paris. Yeah. During the fall of t- uh, 2017. That's coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. That'll be so exciting. Yeah. You practically I I get it. all your French there. You asked people what that meant, this this arch. Yeah. This bridge. I have no idea. It kind of looks like, in the middle of it, cheval, which is like horse, you know, which connects back to like our first story, or second yeah, story, or first does. story. Look at all these connections. It's great. Placebo effect. We've got everything. <laughs> uh, you should just go around Paris, like, asking, where is this? Yeah. Where is this? Yep. Where is the Pont des Arts? Yeah. I wonder how you say locks. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea. I You would probably know better than me. This reminds me of something that my dad does. Um, <laughs> do you remember... Actually, sorry. You know when you have an idea and then, like, three things pop into your yeah. head? That just happened to me. So, <laughs> okay, I want to start with something not related to my dad, but we'll come back to that. <laughs> so, did you hear that the redwood tree that you could drive into fell? Oh, my gosh. I've seen pictures of it online, but I know I did not know it fell. Yeah. It was so, huge, wasn't it? It was huge. Like, obviously, you, like, tunneled through it. You could drive a car yeah, through it. Yeah, but, like, height-wise, too. Yeah. It was really tall. It was, yes. Because redwood trees are just crazy. Oh, my And gosh. they have a redwood forest in California that a lot of tourists go to. Um, but, yeah, this iconic one fell because of, like, some flooding thing, which is weird because I thought California was in a drought, <laughs> yeah. but okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it flooded and it fell, and that's really sad. But the connection to that with my dad is that there was this um, structure that resembled a man in, like, some mountain range in America. It was called Man in the Mountain. Mount Rushmore? Oh. No, it wasn't Mount Rushmore. It was, like, Man in the Mountain or something. Okay. And it's in some... I want to say it's, like, in Nebraska. People are probably... Someone knows, maybe. sounds really familiar. I feel like I've seen this before. Yeah. And you know how, like, on the back of the old quarters um, for each state, it had, like, the whatever that state is famous for? Yeah. So he, like, collects the, like, I I think it's Nebraska, but I'm not sure. I'm sorry if it's not. But he, like, collects the the coins that have Man on the Mountain because he thinks in his mind that, like, they're going to stop making that, which is probably true. Because it's no no longer there. It fell recently. Or not recently, but maybe, like, ten-ish years ago. The, um, Wait, sorry, was this a tree or was it a rock? In my a mind? rock. Yeah. Wait, so the rock fell? Yes. Oh, okay. So he wants to collect these quarters, which, like, immortalize the rock. 
So every time I spin a quarter, he's like, did you check to see if it's made on the mountain? And I'm just like, oh my god. How many quarters does he have now? Oh, I can't even, like, it's probably crazy. Like, we've been doing this for, like, it's had to be, it's at least five years, but probably more than five years. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of time to collect quarters, if I see any. He thinks they're going to be worth something one day. I mean, if these locks can be worth something, yeah, those that's quarters what, that was what I was connecting you to. Is like yeah. saving something that you think is going to be worth something later. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> speaking of the locks, oh, actually, uh, you know how they have these locks? Like, it's, I don't know if it started in Paris, but it continues as a tradition for tourists to put up locks in other mm. cities, right? So there are actual organizations <gasps> that protest this practice of putting up locks so specifically in france their organization was called no love locks so that was the name of their their organization to permanently remove the locks but i was looking up some of the other Mm -hmm. organizations in other cities and they've got some pretty awesome names like there is one in venice uh where the italian officials started a campaign called unlock your love Wow. I like that one better. You like that one I was thinking about the no love locks. I was like, wow, it's like no love lost. But then again, if it's in French, it probably isn't like that, is it? Yeah, probably not. It probably sounds... But that would be cool, because in English, it's like no love lost, you know? But no. That was the only other name I found, so... But yeah, that that makes sense why there would be people who would want to protect their environment and their city. (laughs) Yeah. From tourists. Dang tourists. (laughs) Sorry. That's gonna be you, Nina. <sighs> I know, right? It's so sad. Well, I would be. I'm gonna be like, lo- like a sort of exchange student for a little bit. Lena study abroad, possibly. Yeah. We'll find out. Yep, we'll find out pretty soon. The applications due February 10th. So hopefully Yay. after that, we're all cheering you on. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty and excited. Yeah. Send lots of pictures. You should start a new Instagram account just for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading a lot of like people's blogs that they wrote when they went on the trip that I want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting. They talk about a lot of like language barriers, um, culture things. I remember this one girl, um, she wanted to say she was full, like full after eating yeah. with their homestay uh, family and she accidentally said, I'm pregnant. Oh my god. <laughs> So that might happen to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know the word for full, and I think I didn't know the word for pregnant, but yeah. You should do that on purpose. And then just, like, break the ice. Yeah. Just be like, I am pregnant. Yeah. They'd be like, they probably wouldn't think it was funny. <laughs> like, what are they talking They'd about? be like, how far along are you? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Scar them for life. But I am kind of worried about... You know, like, being able to communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your French will get exponentially I, better. Yeah, it will get better, but as of right now, I can speak, like, a three- or four-year-old. <laughs> Maybe a five-year-old. That's the community you want to be with anyway, so it's fine. Just find all the three- and four-year-olds. Yeah. But, like, lectures are in English, and you don't have to know French to do the program, so. But, like, you probably, I think you have to take a class if you have nothing, but... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that either. Mm. Yeah. We don't know anything, but mm-hmm. we'll find out. Did you have to know Chinese when you went to China? No. Nope. You just had to take Chinese while you were in China. So like I think that's how after you went to. Th- this one is too. Which I can't imagine just like 
going into a country. Yeah. Like, I literally... Yeah. Because, like, you know Chinese. Yeah, and I'd, like, lived there before, so, right. yeah. And, like, I just can't imagine going to a country and, like, spending, like, yeah. months there and, like, just no. not having mm-hmm. any type of yeah. ability to speak French at all. I feel like it'd be such a shame just not being able to interact with the culture in that mm-hmm. way. <clears throat> I feel like it adds a lot of depth to your experience if you know the language. Yeah. So were there people there that just, like, yeah. really struggled? Or- yeah. Yep. Like, how bad struggled? I mean, we were, usually we dwell in groups with, like, some Chinese speakers and some non-Chinese speakers. Oh, so you were, so, like, one of the designated Chinese oh speakers? Gosh. Yeah, I, like, ordered so many, I ordered dinner, uh, like, every night for people. It was, uh, it was great. I hate ordering <laughs> for myself. Yeah. yeah, so it was good because it was a community effort, just because mm-hmm. we had other Northwestern kids there. Um, but it is pretty rough if you don't know the native language because you can't go out on your own like there are a few times where I went off on my own and I just did things Mm -hmm. but if I didn't know the language I'd be too scared too yeah I I'm kind of worried about that like I can read signs you know like Mm -hmm. I'm I just want to be able to have basic navigation basic questions um but I am kind of worried about someone, like, just walking up to me and just tapping, and I just feel like I just have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I remember when I was there before in high school, uh, me and my friend were going into this store, and this dude just, like, just starts going in, like, French about something, and we're just like, um, est-ce que tu parles anglais? Which, luckily, we, we were French students, so we knew uh-huh. how to say, like, do you speak English? <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, like, he was, like, so happy, yeah. Uh-huh. And he, like, just lit up. Because they have guards, like, out... Not guards, but, like, people who stand outside of their, um, like, shops. I don't know why. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah. Like, that's like, common? Like, every shop yeah. has a person just standing outside? Well, not every, but we oh. were, like... There's this one shopping place called, like, the Champs-Élysées or something. I should really know that, but I can't, <laughs> me- can't remember. Um, and, like, we were there. So it was, like, kind of nice places, and a lot of them definitely had, like, door people outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I know what you're talking about. Like, they weren't, like, security yeah. people, but they would, like... People that work there, but they kind of stand by the entrance. Yeah. yeah. And he, like, starts talking, and we're just like, yeah, we don't know. So we were like, do you speak English? And he was like, oh, yeah. And then he just, like, goes off in the same spiel in English, which mm-hmm. is something about clothes and where the women's <laughs> place was or something. We were like, no, thanks. But he was really happy that we were able to know at least a little bit. So I hope people will take pity on my soul. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I don't know a lot of stuff. I just plan on proceeding every encounter with, do you speak English? <laughs> just sweet American. Not even, like, what's your name? Just, like, do you speak English? Well, hopefully I'll be like, I am a student. I, I'm American. I speak English. Or, like, do you speak English? Please tell me you speak English. <laughs> and just you're time off from there. You're going to do great, Leo. <laughs> you're going to come back only speaking French. I'm going to. I'm going to try to make a friend with, like, someone else from Northwestern who's, like, fluent or something. <laughs> because I feel like, like, with those, like, people who went to China with you mm-hmm. who didn't, like, if you have no knowledge, how can you even, like, build? You know? Like, it's just hard. Yeah. Right like, you can't, ju- I feel like if someone just dropped you there, the initial, like, building would be really hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are some people that really picked it up, though. Like, they, every other word they said by the end of the trip was in Chinese. Wow. I was just impressed. Yeah. yeah. That is impressive. 
Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Yeah. If you have your own stories you want to share about yes. your life, like some small happy thing that happened to you. Yeah, or... we could potentially read it. Yeah. We'd be on open the podcast. To, yeah. Send us a message on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're at the bitter slash sweet podcast. Yes. Or send us an email. I don't think it's a slash. Oh, there's no slash. I don't think so. I think it's the bittersweet pot. I'm not sure. Really? Oh. No, we definitely okay. have a slash. That's the name of our podcast. <laughs> don't listen to me. Okay, the bit- so it's Facebook slash the bittersweet podcast. E- yes. With slash yeah. in the middle. It's like a dot com in between. Yeah. Yes. But they get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then on Twitter at most bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on email, like. Um, I think it was it's the bittersweet, the bittersweet podcast, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't put a slash in there. Yeah, I don't think a slash is accepted. Yeah. See, that's why it confuses me. It's like Facebook has a slash, and then the email, you can't allow a slash. Oh, are you talking about the URL for the Facebook page? Yeah. Oh, there's no slash. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. search us, just search us. Just find us everywhere. Right. And yeah, it's I'm a scavenger sure. hunt. Good luck. <laughs> but if you post something on Facebook... About your happy or sad story, or if you, like, tweet, or just, it's really short, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or email, we can, like, Send either... multiple tweets. Yeah, we can either um, include your name or not include your name. Like, whatever you want, we'll do. Yeah. And then we'll read it. Should we read it yeah. as something extra, or should we add it to one of our stories? We'll see. Let's see or how... Or should we just, like, dedicate a whole podcast, like, once <laughs> a we, like... separate podcast. We should... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had like something, but I'll tell you that later afterwards. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening, Thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.